the little small ones. <laughs> yeah, little small. There isn't any little small ones, man. That's dude. crazy. That's amazing, man. I love you. I love you, and thank you so much for being on today, dude. You're. Listen, there, this, this was nothing, Kelly. This is the least thing I could do for you, man. You and your family, man. This, this was, this was small wonder. No, not at all. Well, it I, was just, it was just a matter of the time. I mean, and when I say not time being available, it was a matter of just the time of us being able to coordinate it. It wasn't even a matter of doing it, you know. Yeah. So to speak. Well, yeah. I, I appreciate it, man. I look forward to doing it in person, too, because I've got a friend that uh, actually is out in Dallas. I think I told you about him. Sells horses. So he uh, he sells horses to like uh, Dirk and um, and yeah. Mark Cuban and, and all those guys. And so he's in that game. So him and I have been friends, and I'm going to come out and interview him in person out there in Dallas. Yeah. So when I yeah. come out, I would love to be able to sit down and chop it up with you in person. Yeah, man, and and again, I, I I remember you said it's on it's on my side of town too, so that wouldn't be a problem. That's awesome, man. That's amazing. I've got. Uh, let me check and see. I want to see if you can hear this because um, some people can hear it and some people can't. If not, can you hear that at all? It was low. Okay, so it's a uh, so what it'll be is it's fifteen seconds and it's an intro and then. Um, I got I to make sure my lighting is good so I look handsome. When I'm around you, I got to yeah. look handsome, man, because, you know, <laughs> my, my wife's going to see you and be like, yo, that's what you could look like. Damn it. Um, well, you look handsome, if, you know. Hey, you know, I used to, I dude, I used to smuggle uh, Churchill's. Cohiba Churchill's Cubans back into the country from uh, from Canada. When I say smuggle, that's a yeah. big word. But I used right. to do this for Rob because I don't smoke them, but my brother would. And I, w- I would go to do hair shows up there, and I would be coming yeah. back with these Cubans in my suitcase sweating because we were going through customs. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so if I would have went to jail. You can only have a certain amount of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If I would have went yeah. to jail, it would have been my brother's fault. But now he's a lawyer, so he could have got me off. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> So what I'm going to do is I'll push the intro um, and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll push the intro part of it. We'll uh, awkwardly stare at each other for 15 seconds and then, uh, and then we'll go from there. Sound good. Eric, any, sure. anything off limits? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, globalbraincenter.com. That, I got that right, right? Yep. Global uh, Brain Center and ePlay, uh, ePlay.com. Eplaybasketball. Eplaybasketball.com. Yeah. That's incredible, by the way. Yeah. I love the uh, the Global Brain Center, man. I mean, you're dealing with a lot of, uh, like, PTSD stuff? Yeah, PTSD, autism, ADHD. It's anything brain-related, man. It, it's, um, it's actually, uh, it, it's, 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 a new, it's a new technology. Texas. It's not, it's not something that's wide ranging yet, but we're getting a lot of traction and we're helping a lot of people here in Texas. A lot of people that, that we've worked and come through our clinic and found, you know, that, that, that we've been a good help to them. So we're looking to expand more clinics, you know, in, in different States and, and as we continue to grow. And so we're, 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 we're kind of, we're kind of happy with what we're starting to do, man, and helping people. You know, cool. to get back to living just a sound life. Yeah. You know? What is? I'm the- just I'm just privileged, man. It, 
look, I'm not that smart of a guy, but God is good. I, you know, I just happened to be next to the man and, and God put me in position to, to be uh, able to, to have a, a connection, you know, to, to see wow. that type of information. What's the guy's name in, uh, in, um, what's it called? Uh, Orange County. He's a, he, he has a brain center there. Um, do you guys do the brands or brain scans too? Uh, where you do the brain scan to check out where the activity is in the brain and then, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. EEGs. Yeah. We do that too. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. man. I want to have and, one. And yeah, you should, man. You, you, you should. It, it, it's, you know, if I think, I think for any of us, uh, you know, one of the things is good to understand what the, where our baselines are, you know, because through life, just the atmosphere, um, you know, just different experiences that we experience in life. I even myself, I, I did it. I did it personally because I know that at different times in my life, I experienced, um, um, you know, just depression, uh-huh. you know, going through divorce. Um, I remember, I didn't even realize it that, you know, different times I've got traded. Um, I know I went through a depressive state. And I, I didn't realize until I gave my life to Christ that, that, yeah, I was, I was depressed. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? So, um, and, and, and what happens is the, the different waves, you know, the gammas, the betas, the deltas, the, you know, whatever those triggers, whatever the experience, those traumas that, that you experience, those, those changes in those waves um, you, that we don't even realize. Um, and just like a weightlifter or just like a trainer, when our bodies begin, those hormones change, um, our brains in a similar manner uh, uh, it's designed to help to retrain the brain to get back to normal functionality, wow. to what is normal. So, so, so EAGs, I mean, I mean, so neurologists know what a normal brain function is. So what they do is they help to train the brain. It may not ever get back to normal, but they, tr- like, a, like a trainer, they help to train it to drive itself back to normal frequency. So if it was way off course, they just helped to train it to get back. So that way you, you can, you can get back to some form of a normal normalcy. Wow. That's incredible, yeah, that's- man. It's, it's awesome that you're doing it. Let's do this. Cause honestly, we're getting like fire right now. I'm, I'm most likely going to uh, release this part of it too, the uncut version, but I don't edit a ton, but um, we'll just go flow as far as uh, conversation wise yeah. and everything like that. So 15 seconds of awkwardly staring at each other uh, and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then we'll be able to go from there. Sound good? Yeah. Yeah. if I drink my rain. <laughs> Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas podcast where attitude is everything. Today I get to have on the show one of my childhood heroes, but also this is a, a hero in our in our nation. If you're a sports fan, um, this is your guy. Uh, I, I have a laundry list. I told him right when we jumped on that I couldn't list off all the accolades, although I'm going to try. Um, so on the show today, we have uh, Eric Strickland, former NBA player, uh, but uh, he was the 
named number 14 of 100 greatest athletes in uh, Nebraska history, uh, two, time, or two NCAA appearances, the NIT MVP. Nebraska uh, With Nebraska, he averaged 12.5 points a game, seventh all-time in scoring, uh, second all-time in steals at 257, um, big eight freshman of the year, three-time defensive uh, player of the year, uh, 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 academic all-big uh, uh, eight, um, Let's see, Omaha Hall of Fame, University uh, uh, University of Na- Nebraska Hall of Fame, Bellevue West Hall of Fame, Nebraska High School Hall of Fame, Christian Athlete of the Year. He also played for the Mavericks, for the Knicks, for the Grizzlies, for the Boston Celtics, for the Pacers, for the Bucks. He was uh, drafted by the Marlins. He guarded Jordan in 96, uh, played against Kobe, played against LeBron. There is not anything that this man hasn't done. He also uh, owns globalbraincenter.com, uh, eplaybasketball.com, uh, which is a, a phenomenal organization that, uh, that is helping to be helping coaches and organizations to uh, take the, the work out of drafting players or looking into different players. Um, this man is on fire. Uh, and there's one thing, though, Eric. Okay, I listed off all those things, right? We talk about Nebraska. We talk about Bellevue. We talk about uh, the Marlins. We talk about the Knicks. We talk about the Celtics. We talk about Jordan. All those things that you've done. I fact-checked this, though, man. There's some stuff that's wrong. What's that, man? You didn't list off Vandenberg Air Force Base in Longpole, California. I knew you California. was going to say that, man. That's what I'm saying. Because, I knew you were going to say hey, that. Hey, they say that a good, a good house is all about the foundation. The foundation is Longpole, California, Vandenberg Air Force Base. And let's give some shine to the central coast of California. But welcome to the show, the legend, the one and only, Eric Strickland. Truly blessed to be here with you today, Kelly, man. Um, much love to you, man. The continued success. And, and man, I, I'm looking at, I mean, I, I'm going to have to go and acquire that book, man. That, that's something I'm looking at right now. The six indicators, you know, for business and life, man, I, I need some of that, man. I need a taste of that, those morsels and those, those indicators that I might be able to glean some knowledge from as well. You know, I've got love for you and, and, and your brother, Rob, man, your family, you know, the success story, you know, and where you guys have come from. You guys have been truly an inspiration. Uh, little did you know. Um, as you stated from Vandenberg, uh, that as you guys believe that you was watching me, uh, I too was watching you and you guys, as you guys uh, uh, climbed up the, the business ladders yourselves and, and, and the wonderful successes that you guys uh, have accomplished in your lives as well. So let's go to the important part, Vandenberg Air Force Base, Lompoc, California, the foundation, because you there's a lot of shine on Wikipedia about Bellevue High School, which I love, I have love for them, I have love for University of Nebraska, but I'm talking about Vandenberg Middle School. I'm talking yeah. about Vandenberg Middle, I'm talking about the Youth Center and, yeah. uh, <laughs> and Microwave Pizza. With Will Max. Simmons. We could give a shout out to Will Simmons too, because Will Simmons, he uh, was on base with all of us, uh, making sure that the, we were uh, after the games. We cared about the games, but we cared more about the youth center and some breakdancing. No did you have breakdancing? Break, did you have breakdancing oh, moves back in the day? Eric? On the cardboard boxes. <laughs> did you have a breakdancing name, Eric? No, I don't think I, I, I probably, you know, it was as simple as y'all always call E Strick. You know, it was probably something, <laughs> something like that, you know. Shout out to Tyrone, uh, Tyrone Vaughn and Lee Vaughn and Donald Lindsay, you know, all y'all out there. You know, we 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 used to get it in. Uh uh Anthony, Anthony uh uh um 
and all those cats, man. So yeah, man, we we used to do it. Oh yeah, uh, oh shoot, man, what? Um, uh, uh, we we used to just have fun, man. It was it was just a great group of us, man. That you know, we 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 hung out, we played, you know, we went and and, and just did fun things. It was just you know whether it be in the streets, you know, just just playing ball at the park or or riding our bikes in the street, you know, just just hanging out, playing games at the youth center, and then football and practice at, at the at the baseball field. Man, it was it was just great, man. It was a great time to be a kid, man. I don't think kids experience it the same way that we did, man. I really don't, man. These days, you know, because because uh, we were outside like yes. all the time, you know. I, I don't see kids outside as much as we was outside i don't think parents even you know wanted us inside kids are inside as you know now more than i've ever experienced kids being inside but you know it's a different time as well you know with with a lot of you know kidnapping <laughs> and all this crazy stuff going on. so i understand i'm not i'm not saying you know or recommending you just kick your kids outside but you know it was a different time too but yeah man it was a fun time to be in central central cali so they didn't list off on your profile either one of the Hall of Fame inductions that you had very early on, and I believe it was your first one. It was a Hall of Fame of Crestview uh, basketball. Do you remember playing at Crestview and dunking? Uh, yeah, uh, there was a lot of dunk. There was a lot of dunk sessions at Crestview. Hey, but listen though, um, I dang near had to fight half of y'all uh, at Crestview because y'all would kick me off the court because. You know, it was a lot of taking L's. Y'all was taking all them L's on the hey. court. Y'all, I had to dang the y'all, you know, take the ball and all this stuff. I'm like, man, y'all better let me play on this court. We're going to be, you know, getting blows together. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was kind of fun. But, yeah, it was a lot of eight-foot dunking going on on them courts at yes. that time. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, you were killing everybody down there. I, I uh, They didn't list one of the uh, one of the teams also that you played for. Um, very early on that I think it was instrumental. It was the Angels. Uh, you played for the Angels in uh, in Little League. And I hear that a certain pitcher named Rob Cardenas struck you out on multiple occasions. Can we speak to uh, that? Can we speak to that, Eric? Amnesia. <laughs> amnesia. Shout out, shout out to Zach Patterson, Ooh. Jeff Patterson. Yes. You know, rest in peace, you know, yes. to, to, to them, them wonderful brothers, man. Um. You know, Justin Riggs, uh, I, I hollered at him on Facebook. Uh, Anthony Clark again. Yes. You know, we stay in touch, man. Great, great. Me, me and Anthony, actually, we see each other regularly, um, you know, because he's down here uh, in Texas. Um, but, um, yeah, some of us um, uh, get an opportunity. Uh, Jesswa and all those guys, man. Jacques. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the Howards, you know, uh, sometimes stay in touch, but yeah, man, baseball, man, that, that was a fun, man. I, I thought we had a really good team to make a run on that, that Vandenberg all-star team. Yes. And, uh, but we came up a little short. Um, I, I, I think we had, uh, uh, a thin guy, um, man, he was real skinny. He was on the mound that day. He was one of our good ones, but he had a bad day that day. And, we took an L, but that's okay, man. But it was fun, man. I really enjoyed, enjoyed the experience. And you know what, man, uh, Kelly, I really, I was really looking forward. Just a quick story. This is inside go, school. Go, this is, go, this go. is an inside school. I was looking forward to wearing the black and gold. 
I I thought I was gonna wear the Cabrillo black and gold, bro. And and um, um, my dad said uh, we we uh, we going to Nebraska. I said, huh? I said, no, nah, um, nah, man. Uh, I think I'm gonna move with the Cardenases. I, I think I'm gonna, um, you know, I, I think I'm gonna stay with them uh, and and go to Cabrillo. He said, no, nah, you going to Nebraska? I don't want to go to no snow and no corn. I don't want to go down there. I'm staying. I want to go to Cabrillo. And he's like, no, nah, you got to go. So then what's in front of you, there's the history. That's, that's how I ended up in Nebraska, man. Well, that was a, that was a <clears throat> phenomenal decision. I tell you, uh, the thing that I wanted to talk about, too, well, this is just a true or false. True or false, you had a soft curl when you were on the uh, Angels. A soft curl? Yeah. Did you have a soft curl? Did you did you go Jerry at that time? or? Oh, yeah? you funny. Yeah? You, did you? funny. Did I you? Did have you a, did. I did have a little S curl. Hey, I remember I it. I remember it was juicy, yeah. too. Hey. I did have a little soul glow. I had a little soul glow. <laughs> yeah, just let it shine through. I did. <laughs> I love I love your expression. You looked at me kind of confused there for a second. But, okay, did you have your own helmet at the time, or did you have your own helmet because you had your S-curl? Or did yeah, you have, man, were you just... Y'all made me wear my own helmet. They had a little juice. <laughs> they had a little gin and juice in there, man. A little gin and juice. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's go right to let's go right to Lompoc though too because Lompoc is a hotbed, right? So most people, when I talk about Lompoc, I just posted some uh, yesterday. I said, Lompoc state of mind. And when I talk about Lompoc, it's a little town, 35,000. We want to put it on the map. But it is a hotbed for athletes and for people coming out of it. I mean, it's a 35,000-person town. But you've got you who played at a high level, high, high level in college. You got drafted by the Marlins. You went to the NBA. You played at a high level in the NBA. You've got... um, uh, Napoleon Kaufman. Napoleon Kaufman went to the went uh, played in the league. Uh, was a runner up for a Heisman Trophy. You've got uh, Danny Duffy who won the World Series. You've got Robin yeah. Ventura, Mark Brunel, uh, Donald Willis who went to the league. Uh, yeah, you have all these people. Speak to that as far as Lompoc. What was it about that? What is it about that little area that caused people to you know and not only do great things, but we've all stayed in contact. Yo, it. it- um, you even look at Lee Vaughn. Lee Vaughn played in the league too. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Tyrone Vaughn, yeah. one of the best, uh, I mean, that guy was one of the best athletes that I've ever seen. You know, these kind of things, Donald Lindsay, um, yeah. You know, D Lindsay had a good, good college career as well. Yeah. All yeah. these people, all these people. Matter of fact, I text him today. We, we spoke today. Did you? So he in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. I love it. So, so, so yeah, no, um, um, I'm not making it biblical, but I'm going to, just make it a biblical term. Let me just say it that way. All right. So, so amen. Bless God. Hallelujah. So, so, so um, it says in the valley of the shadow of death, right? I will fear no evil. And, and, and that's what I, I found that in that valley, there was a bunch of kids that, that at times, they didn't look look like they were strong. They didn't look like they were big. They didn't look like they were athletic. They didn't look like they were gifted. They didn't look like they had the talent. They didn't look like, you know, they could win. Um, but we would go in and beat the britches out of people, right? So 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 real talk, I, I remember I, I remember when we was our division two team. We had the smallest line 
I mean, some of our linemen were like puny. And we went down to Ventura and we went down to Port Wainimi and we went down to all these teams that were like big, Sandy Inez, and they had these big, huge Samoan, big, you know, just, and we, we beat the britches off them cats just because, you know, we, we like, we don't give a dang who you are. You know, we going, we, we, we heart, we got heart. We got, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, we grimy, you know, we, we going, you know, we going to take it to you. And that's what I believe came out of there was a bunch of cats that just had heart. And, and I think that's what was built and bred out of there. You know what I'm saying? And that's just my feeling on it. That's just real talk. So let's, let's talk about like what I call the real MVP because coach Strickland, I still call him coach Strickland. You may call him dad, but I ain't even trying to call him anything else, but coach, but Coach Strickland, because he was serious, and from a very yeah. early age, he bred like he's one of my brother's biggest mentors. And my brother, you know, at five seven, you know, at the time I think he was maybe five five, but playing quarterback with you big monsters, um, he was doing this. But let's speak to this too, because there's so many. And my me and my brother were talking about this yesterday. There's so many one sport athletes, right? Like nowadays, you have to choose. At nine years old, it's almost like they pigeonhole you as an athlete. If you're playing soccer, you got to play soccer all year. Right. You played baseball, football, basketball, all at a high level. I think if you would have thrown discus, you would have done it well. You would have played track, whatever it was. Speak to this because today we have camps, AAU. We have kids who play basketball, and they play year-round, all year-round. Whereas you only played the season. You didn't have trainers. You didn't have, um, you know, these elite camps that you went to. You had your pop, who was probably, I think, one of the best coaches in the world, yeah. Speak to that, though, and the difference between that and the, the, you know, maybe the positives and the negatives of the cross training that you had and uh, just a one sport athlete. I'm going to tell you a, another secret uh, that, that, that you wouldn't know. Um, even right now today, I, I actually went back to um, when I left Vandenberg, I went to Mission Junior High. And so when I arrived at Mission Junior High, I missed basketball season. So um I just ended up wrestling. <laughs> and so I wrestled one season and I went undefeated, never wrestled in my life, learned, picked up the sport and became city champion. Um, um, I ran track that year and I went back for our, I think it was its hundred year anniversary. I still have right now to this day records that uh, have yet to been broken. High jump records still there. Long jump records still there. Shot put records still there. Um, just so as as you spoke, and I, it's this is not to brag, but it's just speaking to what you what you're saying is that, uh, and and I'm saying that to say that the well roundedness of that aspect is what made me who I was in one sport. It's what made me. Um, and gave me the ability to thrive and to excel as I put my focus into the one sport, right? Yes. So, so, and here's the craziness of that. Um, basketball wasn't my best sport. What? No. Football was my best sport. <clears throat> so, so 
baseball was a sport that I hadn't even played since I was a freshman. So, so, so what happened was my freshman year, I didn't play or I played Legion, Legion ball that summer, my freshman year didn't play. And then uh, I played, um, I played uh, football, my freshman football year, sophomore football, which I, I, you're not able to play varsity or I would have played varsity my freshman year, but they had seven through nine. So I couldn't play or I would have. And I played, uh, I played uh, football varsity my, my uh, sophomore year uh, and junior year on the varsity team and was all state my sophomore and junior year. Um, I played, I didn't play my senior year. I was all state my sophomore junior didn't play my senior year. I was all state my junior and senior year in basketball and focused on basketball. And then my baseball coach said, strict, I was just going to focus on basketball. He says, strict, if you play baseball, since he knew I wasn't going to play football, he says, if you play baseball, I think you'll get drafted. I'm like, man, stop. He's like, no, for real. I, th- I think if you play, man, you'll, you'll get drafted. I said, all right, I'll play. I played one season of baseball. I hit 483 with a stigmatism. I didn't even know I couldn't see fully until I got to the minor leagues, and then they finally got me contacts. I was hitting, and I was squinting. They was like, can you see? And I went. I hit 483, not even still being able to see fully. And 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 the the Yankees, and I mean, they showed up. I mean, listen, about 10 or 12 MLB teams showed up in Bellevue, and the Yankees wanted to take me in the first round. And they said, but you can't play basketball. And then I said, no, nah, I don't want to do that. The only reason I ended up with the Marlins is because the Marlins said, we'll draft you in the middle rounds and we'll let you do both and we'll pay for your college. So in actuality, the, the, I am the greatest walk-on in, in, I'm the greatest walk-on in Nebraska history because they never play, they never paid for my school. Wow. I'm, I wasn't on scholarship at Nebraska. I didn't know that. No, they, the, know that. the Marlins paid for my school. So I, I, I so they had a free scholarship. Nebraska would, didn't have me on scholarship. So let's take it to this, uh, Eric. Like, attitude is so huge. And from a very early age, I mean, I got a chance to be around you since I was in fourth grade. Seeing you, uh, you were in fifth grade. Rob was in sixth grade at the time. And that time when I was giving you a t- hard time when you were on the Angels, you were actually in fifth grade playing up against sixth and seventh graders. Right. Now, Rob right. still struck you out. So I just want to put that on the record that you said that you had amnesia <laughs> on. Uh, but with a soft curl and everything. Do you think, do you think if you would have continued to play for the Marlins, do you think you would have brought the soft curl back? Uh, no, no, you would have left it, let it go. No, the, the, the sweet fade was working at that time. Okay. Nah, so nah. speak, speak to us about attitude because <clears throat> your attitude was on a different level. Um, I, I spoke, we hit a little bit and you called him pops. I call him coach. Um, speak to what, like, what was he instilling in you from a very early age? Um, I, I didn't understand it then, but I understood it now. Um, my, my, my pops um, gave me a drive um, of excellence from the beginning. He, he, I, I, I thought he was singling me out. 
you know, I thought he was now I knew he was he was he was hard on y'all, but I thought he was only like mean to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and uh, and so um I I always thought it was more on me, but I understood that he was he 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 wanted excellence in all of us, right? And so so with that in mind, um one and, and, and I guess the best way to explain it is this. Um my dad never um wanted me to play to a level or down. He always wanted me to play above a level. Wow. Right? So here here's what I mean by that. So when, when I was in the, you know, when I was 10 and 11 years old, he would take me into the base gym and I would never play against kids my age. I, he would put me against the men and let me get beat up and say, you know, and say, survive. And, and, and I didn't understand it then, but that's why when I was in the fourth fourth grade playing against the fifth graders in basketball, I dominated the league and was the MVP. So then the next year, my dad says, or they say, you know, Eric can't play in this league. Well, they put me in the sixth grade league, and then I'm the MVP of the sixth and seventh grade league because he always – you know, instill that in me, right? So fast forward to the NBA. What they didn't understand was I'm 6'3", but this is when you see pictures of me against Yao Ming. This is when you see me guarding Jordan. This is when you see me guarding Shaq. This is when you see me guarding Tim Duncan because that's the installation and the heart that he instilled in me that I settle to no man. This is when you see me being undrafted that yet and still I say, that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm still pressing and pushing. And just because they said no, that doesn't mean no to me. You see what I'm saying? So those are, those are the things that I didn't understand then. But then as I become, I, I use that as a driving force to help to push and propel me to next level ascensions in any and everything that I always did in my career in life. So how were you able to, like when you went from high school to, uh, to college, it's a substantial jump, right? Um, yeah. But you went from, you know, high school dominating in high school and then you, you continued, hold on for a second. You continued to dominate in college and then you went in and you, I mean, even going, like you said, you, you hit on it quickly. You were undrafted in the NBA, but you went in. Where did you get your defensive mindset? Because that's a big part. I mean, you were a scorer. You were on fire. But you were also known as that, that person that no one wanted to be on the other end of. They didn't want to play offense and you be on defense. Right. No one wanted, I mean, whether it be in college or in the NBA, no one wanted to have you defend them. Where did right. you get that? Where, when did that start to click? Um, that bulldog mentality was just, it, it was always instilled in me, even from a young age, because I always, I just wanted to win. 
And my motto was, you can't win if the other person beats you. If the other person scores, you can't win. If the if you're on the pitcher's mound, if he hits you, you can't win. If you're if you're uh, uh, if you're guarding the basket, if you give him access to the rim, you can't win. If you score twenty and he scores twenty five, you lose. So I always took. Um, I always took the mindset that I wanted to study my opponent to understand what their what what their what their deficiencies were, what their triggers were, what their what their you know uh, their you know certain nuances were, and things that would help to give me an advantage, so that I can help to have. Uh, be a step ahead so that it would help me to win whatever that battle was to give me that extra step to be ahead. Whether it be is to meet him in that hole as a linebacker or to be able to meet him on the edge to be there before he gets there or to be able to meet him to that spot to get that ball before he gets it on an interception or to be able to meet him to get that steal or to know where that play's coming to get that charge, or whatever it was, I wanted to always be a step ahead so that I can I, I, I can I can win. I just wanted to win, and I hated when someone wasn't on the same page as me. But I figured if I can give my team one possession, two possession, and extra possessions for whatever it is, it'd give us another chance to win. And I wanted to be that guy. So when you, when you go into the league, you go in in 96, am I correct? So yeah. in 96, you go in, this is the 96 bulls, right? And I mean, we grew yeah. up like you and I are right around the same age. We grew up. I remember getting Jordans for the first time, my Jordan fours. This was a pivotal point in my life. And this is what we grew up in. You probably wore the shoes too. Yeah. Then you get to a point, you go into the NBA at 96, and you're playing against all the people that we in at Vandenberg and Lompoc represent, uh, mm-hmm. we're looking at and idolizing, and now you're playing in that realm. Did it take a little bit of adjustment, or did you just go in with that base gym mentality of, I've already played against men when I was 11 years old. This is, not, this is, not, this is just another thing. Um, two, there's two points to that. One, getting in, the greatest blessing of getting in, and, and, and this is how I believe that God divinely orchestrates stuff in your life. Because when I was in high school at Nebraska, you, you, it had that ben, Benenberg feel to it. Because Nebraska, they all just looked at you as you corn-fed, you know, which goes back to that Valley mentality. You these corn-fed kids, they can't compete with us. So you play against all these, you know, California teams and all these big city teams, and they just think they're going to run over you, and you go in and beat the brakes off of them, right? So we end up, we end up in the quarterfinals, I think one time, and in the semifinals one year, and we're playing against Jason Kidd's team. And we're going back and forth with Jason Kidd's team. They had two seven-footers and Jason Kidd. And we're literally back and forth with them. 
and it comes down to, I think, either overtime or it's the last seconds of the game, and we're there within two points. And and literally, he he's falling back and tips the ball up on a prayer, and it happens to go in, and that's how they beat us. And so literally, um, I shut Jason down that game. My boy, uh, Andre Woolrich, went nuts for 30, which, you know, so I bet, so the, every, the mantra I told you, if I do my job, he's the number one player in the country, we have a chance, and we did. And so coming into the NBA, I go to the Mavericks. So I say, this ain't nothing new to me. I, I, I've handled him before. So I, you know, he don't scare me. He may scare y'all. All y'all in here, Jason Kidd scared and, and frightened when he show up on TV. Out. He, he don't scare me. So we dang near got in the fights half the time, you know, because I'm I'm in a jock. I don't care who you are. You know, I know you, you know. That's kind of the mentality I came in. So that's that's one fold. The second part of it was um, now when you're there, and the aura of the thing, you've arrived and you go into the gyms and, you know, you're, you're showing up and you're stocked in and, you know, there's Nick Van Exel and there's Jordan and, and, and you know, there's uh, uh, Mookie Blaylock and, you know, there's, uh, you know, Reggie Miller. I mean, every, when you're going all through these gyms, you know, you're seeing all these guys, right? And there's that initial aura of like, wow. But then when the tip goes up, you're like, Let's go. So that's the second part of it. The, the initial, wow, that's energy. He's my assignment. When the tip goes up, let's go. So that's the that's the that's the change. It's like a transformation. Yeah, you know, you go from wow to let's go. <laughs> okay. So now, Eric, how have you been able to, because you, I mean, you've experienced, I mean, heights that, I mean, most people can't even dream of. How have you been able to stay so grounded in it? Because like with Rob and I, right. And he's my best friend in the world. And I remember the last time that we got to hang out, we got to go do a, do a UFC fight. Uh, you know, we went to, uh, went to a UFC fight in Vegas. I can't remember who was fighting, um, but we went. It and, was Chael Sonnen and, and Anderson uh, Silva. No. No, it was Chael and um, what's his name? Um, was it Anderson Silva? It was because he needed him in the chest to, uh, at the end of the fight. Yeah, he got him on the second one. I thought it, no, it was Chael and, and what's the guy from Albuquerque? The uh, John Jones. John Jones. John it was Jones. John Jones and Chael Sonnen. I can think so. Yeah, okay. It was John Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when we, went to the, when we went to the USC fight, I mean, we all get back together. Yeah, you've I mean, you're you're at the time, I think you're freshly out of the NBA, I believe so. I mean, this is, you know, 2010, maybe you're freshly out of the NBA. You're at I mean, you're at the height like but when we connected again. All it was was a bunch of kids from Lompoc Mm. and we were just hanging. How have you been able to because you run around like I remember being backstage with you like we were like we 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 had good seats and we walked back. And I was, I turned to Rob and I was like, Hey man, that's Michael Irvin. And you were like, Oh, let me introduce you to my buddy, Michael. And you brought us over and introduced it to him. You saw uh, Mike Miller and you were like, Oh, uh, Mike, come on over here. This is my buddies. 
How have you been able to stay so grounded when you've accomplished so much? Because a lot of times people lose touch with that. Um, man, to God be the glory, man. I, I've just been blessed. Um, I don't attribute any of it to, to me um, in any form or fashion, man. I knew that had it not been for the Lord that was on my side, I, I, I wouldn't have accomplished any, 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 any of it. And it could have been any other person. And, and, but God saw fit, uh, for it to be me. And so, um, that, that's what keeps me humble to know that, um, um, he orchestrated the whole thing for a specific purpose. And one thing that I'm truly grateful for that he didn't knowing me that he didn't allow me to ascend to the next level to that, that, Kobe Bryant, that, that, cause, because, um, I like to be able to go to the movies. I like to be able to talk to you. I like to be able to go to the mall. I, 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 I like, I like just to be a normal guy. I don't, I don't like to, you know, that I really don't like that celebrity aspect of life. I just like to be normal. And so I really thank the Lord that he just allowed me to maintain just that that mid-level status of my of my career. And that's how God is all that's why I think he's awesome because you know, one, he enabled me to understand it, and I'm thankful that he didn't allow me to to ascend because um maybe I wouldn't be who I am because I might be a little more indifferent or maybe a little bit more standoffish or, you know, um and 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 it might be because you, you know, you may have to because of maybe security purposes or, or whatever the case may be, but I'm glad I can just be normal. I really, I really am. I I just enjoy normalcy. Well, I don't think any of us think of you as a a mid-level at all. I mean, you know, again, like, you're, you've been a hero of mine my whole entire life. Um, you know, you look at the, you look at the things in, in Boston. I mean, you had a, a huge impact in Boston. You were, you were there for one year. Um, but you know, one thing kind of sticks out there's, there's humbling times for all of us. Right. And so I want to speak to that a little bit. I know that, uh, during the, um, Eastern conference championship, um, you didn't get to play. Um, you didn't get to play that, uh, the coach chose Tony Delk and you knew like, being Strickland, like that's what we knew you as, like as strict. Like we knew that had you been there and had you give it, been given the opportunity, you know you would have smashed. You know that. Speak to that time and just the different, maybe give us another example of a humbling time in your life during those, during those uh, uh, aspects. Yeah, bro, that, 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 was, that was very humbling because during the season – uh, prior to that, we three won them. So to know that what had worked, then all of a sudden you, it's like, it's like Kelly. He, so, so Kelly, it's like when you went, you know, I, 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 I assume you still have your salons. Yes. Okay. So it's like you having your salons and you have the potion, the 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 uh, the shampoo that does wonders for the hair of your clients, 
and you just go and change the shampoo, and now all of a sudden they got dandruff. So it makes their hair just feel lovely, and they just feel, oh, they come out after they get that shampoo, that, that wonderful potion that you used to. And then all of a sudden, you change, you, you just go to a whole different type of shampoo. And now they're like, why I got all this dandruff in my hair? That's what it was like, man. It's like they just changed the whole, the whole pattern and went with a whole different scheme that got us where we were with them. And it was it was the most dumbfounding thing that I, I I couldn't understand because again, me, Jason Kidd. <laughs> that's why we beat them. Because Jason can't do nothing with me. You see, he don't do what he do with everybody else to me. So so it was like. It, it, it was it was crazy, but and so I'm I, I you know it was I just had to just sit there and you know we took it and um, but what happens sometimes is coaches get in their feelings and he coached at Kentucky and he coached Tony and he figures let me bring Tony in and let me go with a guy I know and. And that's what unfortunately would happen. What was Instead it? of going with what what you know yeah. <laughs> had yeah. happened and and unfortunately cost us a series. But um what did God teach uh, you through that? Like now we look at it on the outset. So you said that, you know, with uh with Coach Strickland or you call him Pops, he was hard on all of us. Like he was I mean, this was this was such a, a figure in all of our lives. And you looked at it as he was hard on you guys, but he was mean to me as a kid, right? Then now you look at it being a father, you're like Man, I maybe I should put my kids in the base gym and play against men because it could prepare them for life. What lesson with that particular situation did God teach you later on that you weren't learning at that point? Um well it 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 it, it really I think I would say it taught me just um it taught me really a, a, an aspect of humility. Um one um um, not to be combative, but to possibly how to engage and have conversations. Okay. Um, you know, maybe to go and have a sit down and, 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 and something that we don't do very well in today's society, which we probably need to, to learn all of us is, is in order to get understanding, the Bible says in all thy getting, get an understanding. Right. Yep. And so what happens a lot of times is, if you don't understand something, how can you acquire understanding unless you have debate or unless you have conversation? Otherwise, you're left to the devices of your mind. And then you begin to start allowing, you know, outside voices or homeboy voices or girlfriend voices or news media voices or all these other voices begin to accumulate the mind and therefore it just needs to be a communication between two parties that maybe have a difference of opinion. Those two people can come together. Then there can become understanding. Lest those two come outside voices can begin to cloud and, and, and convolute the message and then misunderstanding therefore accumulates. Right. 
so 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 I w- I, I learned that I I I, I could have been better, and I I did learn that you know because later in my career a similar thing happened in Milwaukee. I went and had a conversation with Coach Porter. I sat down in his office and had the conversation. He didn't, you know, you know, give me information back. And so I left it at that. I, I can't, I can't pull a man's teeth if you don't want to have a, a conversation. He says, there's really nothing to, you know, that I, 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 I can't. So I got understanding. Okay. It's, that's it. And I left it at that and moved on. So I did learn from it. Um, um, and so that, that was, that was a, that was a good thing that I did, you know, get out of it. What would you say? What would you say as far as uh, top five uh, when you were playing in the league? The top five toughest uh, people to guard are the when when I say the toughest, that's what you gravitate towards. So we could say toughest or favorite because you always stepped up to a challenge. It was like even from a very young age, you never backed down. You would always, am I correct on this? Strick, you would pick out the best player and say, "I got him. Yeah. I got that one." Yeah. Give us the top five that you loved defending. Um. Uh. Um. I. 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 I would. I would differentiate. Differentiate, because I, I will say tough. Okay. I, I'll go that route. I'll go that route. Right, right. Um. Because yeah, you're right. I did take the challenge, but there were some tough ones. So, um. Um. The ones I hated guarding. Okay. Was, like Rip Hamilton. So Rip Hamilton from Detroit yep. wore the headband. Yes, we know. yes, we know him very well. Um, he was like the freaking energizer bunny. He never stopped running. He ran off a hundred screens. He was going to continue to be off curls. He had a killer mid range game and he just never stopped. And I hated that. I just knew I was going to be running all night. So that was one. Nick Van Exel was one Nick Van Exel because he was a dog one and because he was so in people for example Iverson was volume shooter not because he was just tough on me because he was you know it it was tough he was tough because he was a volume shooter and you knew he was going to get a lot of shots um but Allen had a pattern to his game right um, so it wasn't tough for me that way. Um, I knew what I was going to do with Allen. Um, so Nick Van Exel was tough because he had no pattern to his game. He was herky-jerky. He, he was just here, there, or, oh, Ned, oh, no, he was over here, and he might spin, half spin, and you just had no, no idea where Nick Van Exel was going. Another one like that was Damon Stoudemire. They had very similarities to their their game, right? Those two were just very herky-jerky. Um, um, of, of course, um, Kobe and MJ, just they had counters. They, they, they were just players with killer counters. Um, you, 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 you would shut them down, and they just had a counter. They had a counter to a counter all the time. So, you know, you could be there. And you just, 
you know, it, it, you, you know how Puffy, you know, Sean Puffy comes? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if he calls him Diddy or <laughs> Diddy, Diddy, I don't know what he calls him. Uh, he got so many damn names. Um, but Sean Puffy Combs, you know, uh, uh, he he would just say, "Take that, take that, take that." You 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 used to be with Sean Combs, you know. What I mean, with 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 uh with with uh MJ and 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 uh, Kobe, you just have to just be there and and take that, take that. You know, just whatever was gonna happen was gonna happen, be good or was gonna be bad or miss. You know. Um, that was just kind of him. And, um, um, you know, guys like, um, you know, uh, Ray Allen, um, you know, you had to be there on catch with a Ray Allen. Like, if you weren't there when Ray touched the ball or like a Dale Curry, you know, when they, when, when they, when they caught the ball, if you, if you weren't there when they touched the ball, you was too late. So, so you had to hustle and you had to hustle and grind uh, a night with a Ray Allen or a Dale Curry because if you was if you wasn't there on catch or Dale Ellis, you weren't there on catch. You was too late. So those were those were some some tough 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 matches. So Eric, let's speak to and this uh, this is an argument that we have all the time is NBA then when you were playing, which was defense, which was. I mean, you probably caught some bows at some times, and you probably handed out some bows, right, to the grill. Now, today's NBA and the time when you were playing, speak to the differences um, on these things, and then I want you to go. I, w- I want to hear, too, Eastrick in the NBA today playing D. You're playing the Warriors. You got Steph Curry. What do you do? Um, I wouldn't want to play, play in today's game. Why is that? Um, <clears throat> to me, I'm, 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 you know what? I can be real simple with this, okay. this question, because if I dig too deep in it, it, it gets into a, a serious debate and people will be all in your comment section <laughs> and, and, and you'll be having to answer all kinds of questions. Right. So I, I, I'm just going to sum it up in one. Are you familiar with, um, you remember when we started this COVID situation? Yes. And how you used to go down the aisle of, of the, uh, 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 you know, in, in the tissue section? Uh-huh. And you, you familiar with cotton ale? Yes. Yeah, cats these days are soft as cotton ale. <laughs> yeah. So, so back in my day, man, when you turned the corner, um, you you had your eye, you had to be on a swivel because you had to figure out who was coming. You had to figure out if Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason, you know, uh, uh, Rick Mahorn. Uh, you, I mean, you 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 had to you had uh, Dennis Rodman. You had to you had to find out who who that who that guy was who that who that guy was rotating uh, because you know, am I going to elevate or am I going to drop this thing off? <laughs> or kick this thing out <laughs> because if I go up, uh, am I going to take this blow or do I need to be ready? That that's why that's why I excelled though because I was you know I, I'm I'm six three two twenty so I you know I, you know I, I can go up and you know put a little body on somebody and and take a brunt of it and and still drop it off you know what I mean but you know you know 
cats these days is flopping and flailing and and falling and ah and you know. So yeah, man, um, soft as cotton nail, bro. Do you see anyone right now that's a throwback player? Do you see anyone as far as stylistic? That I, is a I throwback? mean, look, the cats. There's some cats that can cross over, and, and there's definitely cats that can definitely uh, uh, play and thrive in the game. What about um, the what about the James strength? Harden, like what James Harden could definitely play in 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 the game. You know, back in the day, he just wouldn't be getting all that garbage he's getting now. You know, all that going to the <laughs> That, that stuff wouldn't, no, that that wouldn't be working. That's half of that stuff would be getting thrown, you know, back to the other side of the, uh, 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 you know, he wouldn't be getting all that stuff he's getting now. Uh, of course, KD, definitely, you know. KD was like, KD is like a high-level version of Aaron McKee, you know, back back in the day from Seattle, you know, just, just with more, more, you know, give him that work, you know. Uh, more handle, more, you know, uh, but he, he kind of like Aaron, uh, you know, uh, like McKee from Seattle, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, definitely LeBron, no question. No question LeBron could could, could cross. Uh, uh, Steph Curry would have trouble, uh, but he could play, you know. He, he, he could be like Steve Kerr, you know, like he would be a stretch guy, you know, run, run some picking rolls, but all that, all that extra, he'd take. He, he'd have some bows in his chest, you know. There'd be, you know, a lot of bows in his chest running off that pick and roll. But you know, he he, he still could get it done, you know. So, so Eric, when you when you guys were uh, like during those times, were there conversations in the huddle of saying to you know, say somebody's some, somebody's heating up? Was there actual conversations about hey, that, we need that to would get run through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, somebody hit two or three, you know, they, they might get run over on, on, on number four. Was this something that was spoke about or was this just unspoken? You yeah, would look at them and know. It's just, just something, something like, man, you ain't hey man, you ain't you ain't you ain't gonna have them you ain't going nuts on me like this. You know, what I mean, it was just personal challenges. And 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 another thing, Kelly, man, that 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 you didn't find is this, hey man, let's let let let's get together and go down to Miami. Man, please. Man, cats wanted look. Man, cats wanted to beat the brakes off each other. You know what I'm saying? You didn't see Gary Payton and 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 Michael Jordan and 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 Reggie Miller talking about get together and go to New York. Man, Red beat Michael and Gary and Magic wanted to beat. Man, it was like that back then. You know, he Bird. You didn't see Bird talking about Magic. Let's get together and let's let's go down to Florida and do it together. You know what I'm saying? Them cats wanted to beat each other's brakes heads off. You know what I'm saying? But today, man, these cats like, hey, let's get together, man. And let's go down to New York and let's do it together. Man, us four, let's all get, man, please, man. That stuff is whack to me, but that's how it is today. So how have you been able to transfer? Because now, I mean, a lot of times people get out of the uh, professional sports and you know, and don't continue to level up. You've continued to level up in every situation. You leveled up from fifth grade to sixth grade and you continue to go. You went into college, you've leveled up, you leveled up in the NBA and now you've leveled up in your entrepreneurship. Um, You're a part, you're an owner of globalbrainsender.com and ePlay Basketball. Let's talk to ePlay Basketball right now because you're helping, uh, you know, organizations and you're continuing to level up. How has that, that, 
spirit and that attitude of playing against men in the gym when you were 11 years old, how has that translated into your business life now? You know, I really wanted to just kind of go to the background. Um, you know, I just, I learned lessons. I humbled myself. I went and, you know, God is just, you know, I went into ministry. I learned to become a servant. Um, um, I got my minister's license. Um, and then I began to understood what it means to serve people and, 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 and began to understand what, you know, what the ministry of, 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 of Christ was in my heart and my mind and, and what he brought me through. And then, you know, I went and, and just continued to understand the path that I was on and the lessons that I learned and, 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 you know, even through divorce and failures and, 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 and those things I went and my wife and I went and, and were, 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 um, um, did, um, um, substitute teaching in, in schools. Um, you know, um, uh, my wife, you know, she, her, uh, I went and coached at a division two, which, you know, got a lot of guys like me was like, man, I ain't going to coach in no division two. I ain't washing no, you know, I ain't washing no uniforms. I ain't, you know, doing all this. And cause it's a lot of, it's a lot of work, man. When you're doing that, you know, everybody wants to glitz and glamor. They want to go to division one and they want to do this or go straight to the NBA, you know? So, um, you know, I, I just, I, I, I did a lot of humbling things, man. And, and just learned a lot of lessons from it. And, and then my wife and her sister was battling cancer and, uh, you know, I humbled myself and, and, stopped coaching and came back and took over our tax and accounting firm while allowed her to go and spend time with her sister and just manage the whole, the whole facilities for, for her to do that. And then, you know, God just began to open up avenues and opportunities for me to, to branch out and and do some things. I refereed and he was teaching me patience and just different things and avenues. And then I began to see while I was refereeing, the need and the necessity for some of these kids and, 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 and how the parents uh, had an affinity and just a hunger uh, for their kids. And, and so then, you know, e-play and, and, and the analytics aspects of it came along and I, and it just, all the things were just tying in and, and how um, I can help and, and be a part because I've just was seeing the peripheries of all these things. Um, just matching up, going to all these events and, and the hunger of these parents just trying to give their kids an opportunity to get to the next level and to experience. And some of them were living through their kids and some of them didn't have parents there. And some of the kids were just trying to, you know, tell their story, but no one there to tell their story. And we're looking for someone to tell their story. And so that's what that's part of what we, we're there to do as well, to allow these kids to advocate for themselves instead of someone to advocate on their behalf which sometimes the message is not being told on their behalf because uh, 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 someone's pumping someone else for political reasons. So you, you just have all these different dynamics. And, and so what we're trying to do at ePlay is just, just, just provide an even playing field for those parents, for those players, for those people to be able to uh, 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 give the power back to the people to to give them to tell their story as opposed to someone else shaping and molding the story 
in, in their own mold and allow those individuals to tell their own stories the, the way that it should be told. That, that's, that's really what it's about. Well, and I think it's incredible. How have you been able to, you know, you obviously you learned your pops uh, from, uh, from coach. You learned so many great lessons. He put you through some hard stuff that he didn't like. You probably weren't super excited about going to the base gym at 11 years old and playing against grown men, right? You probably weren't excited, but you did it and it, you learned from it, right? So how do you take that next generation? How are you, how are you parenting? So, because there's things that right now, Eric, you could do for your kids that your dad didn't have the ability to do for you. How are you able to say no, knowing that you can where your dad said no, because at the time there wasn't the resources. How do you discipline yourself in that? And how do you find that balance? Because there's some side of it that's saying like, oh, raising kids in an old school fashion, it's going to teach them to be tough. But when you're in a situation like yourself now, it's kind of tough to create a, you know, a, 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 a hunger or, or create that hunger how are you able to to work in that? Um, so one of the things I did when my when my son was coming up is something that you know even my dad didn't do with me um, was was to try to teach him about financial responsibilities, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I did with him is I took monopoly money, right? So we had a we had a beautiful big home. And, and, and I basically said, this, your room is your, is your house. This is your apartment or your, your home. Your bike is your vehicle, your car. Um, this kitchen and the food are your groceries. And uh, the lights that was in electricity in here, the games you play. Uh, that's your cable. And, you know, and so I had a list of specific things and, and, and prices attached to it and his schoolwork, his grades and school was his job and his chores was the real money and the bonuses that he would acquire. And, and so therefore he would be paid each month, each, you know, so forth and so on. And therefore, if he didn't do good jobs, he would, you know, lose money or not be paid. And he had to pay such and such each month for those specific for gas and and different things. So I, I taught him lessons about those things um, at an early age so he could understand, you know, that money just don't grow on trees. Um, And so what I try to do with my kids even right now, like, so, so I'm trying to teach my son another lesson, like right now. So I told him, you know, I'm going to buy him a car. And I said, but um, um, I'm trying to get him to acquire credit because I, I could have I done it for him. But once, once the way that I was going to do it didn't work, I said, go and set it up. I will, I will be on it with you but I want you to go, here's a few places, go and initiate it and I'll get on it with you. But I want you to take some initiative. Don't let me just, or me or your mom, just be the ones that go and do that. You got to learn how to do this. And and um, so I'm waiting. How old is he now? 
He's uh, he'll be 21 in August. Okay, so you're waiting on it, and so you have. I and mean, so, and this and, is and a few months, and, and and it could be you know COVID issues or whatever. And I'm not, but 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 understand, Kelly, I'm not going to call him. Uh, you know, I call him and or I text him and say, "Hey, man, how you doing?" I don't ask him nothing about it. I don't ask him nothing about it. You know, the, I, I each month, you know, one of the things that I do too is. Um, you know, I, I'm an investor in multiple things. So I, you know, I invest in gold, I invest in silver, you know, I have stuff put away in, in different vaults or whatever, um, in, in, in here, um, in, 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 in Delaware and, you know, just different vaults or whatever. Yeah. And then I invest in, you know, cryptocurrencies and so forth and so on. And, and so I have some put aside, which, um, are set aside for them. So in essence, it, it'll literally, they don't know, but it, in, in essence, the way that I've got it invested on their behalf on all the kids, I have accounts set up for all the kids. They don't know, but in essence, it's set up to where um, whatever they're going to do, whether they decide to buy a car or whatever they decide to do, it'll literally it'll pay for anything that they want or ask for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that way I don't have to just come out of pocket. I, okay. Yeah. You want something? Okay. I just go and grab it. <laughs> so I, I've set stuff up for them. You know what I mean? To be able to pull from, from stuff that they may ask for. Or want, you know what I mean? So right now, like in, in your life right now, when you were talking about earlier, you alluded to the fact that you guarded a Tim Duncan, who was almost a seven footer, one of the best to ever play the game. You guarded a, a Yao Ming. Um, you guarded these, these people who are so much maybe physically larger than you. And you said like, honestly, basically there's nothing between you and I except air and opportunity. Let's go. And I'm going to step up to the challenge and I'm going to shut you down. What are some of those Tim Duncans in business or in your life right now that are, that you're coming up against that you're having to defend? Um, so right now, um, this COVID situation, um, we had, we had, it, it's a faith step because we literally had multiple, we, we had multiple investors that were on par to, to help to launch us. Uh, we, we, we were on the launching pad ready to, to launch. So, so think of it this way. Um, <laughs> when, 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 you know this, Kelly, when, when you have something that literally can bless the lives of millions, and I'm not talking about just kids, I'm talking about jobs, Yep. I'm talking about jobs, not just in Texas, not just in California. I'm talking about internationally. You have a global vision because basketball is not just in the United States. It's not just in Canada. It's not just in Mexico. It's in, it's in the USA. Uh, it's in, it's in Europe. It's in Italy. It's in Spain. It's in Russia. It's in, uh, I mean, it's in Israel, it's in Belgium, it's in Germany, it's in China. I mean, I can run down the gamut. It's, it's a global thing, right? So when you're talking about the opportunity, the enemy doesn't want you to, the enemy doesn't want to, to do that to succeed. So, so for me, I, I, I get it. I see it, right? So, so when you're on the launching pad, it's just like when, 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 
Houston sitting in everybody sitting at the uh, their computers and they're like 10, 9, and you're ready to launch. And then all of a sudden there's a delay and then this situation comes. And so now you've got a 747 that's on, on the runway. It's full. And so now you've got to take off at a slow pace as opposed to with rocket fuel that can launch you into the stratosphere quickly. So we're, we're, we're still in, we're, we're, we still have fuel. We're taking off, you know, but in, 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 that's kind of where we are. So that's the giants that we're, we're facing right now is that, 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 that we're looking, we're looking for partners. We're looking for, um, for believers and for those that, um, and, and, and actually, um, I'm going to submit to you, um, the campaign we're running, the campaign isn't for us. Um, you know, it isn't, I mean, people can get involved if they desire, they see the vision. Um, I'm going to send it to you. And, and if you could post it to your, your, your phone, that'd be great because, but it's really, it's really for the kids because there's a lot of kids out there right now, uh, Kelly, that, um, have missed 2020. Um, their AAU season was canceled. Um, their opportunities to be seen by colleges have been missed. Um, you know, last year, just, just, just think of it like this. There's 12 players on the team. You know, the, the first seven got seen by Duke, Kentucky, Louisville, Cal, you know, UCLA, Arizona, you know, you, these, you know, EYBL teams, you know, that, that was the core. Everybody was averaging 12, 14, 16, and you were number eight. You were number nine. You were number 10. You was averaging six, and you got seen by San Jose State. You got seen by Indiana State. You got seen because you wasn't putting up the numbers. You was next in line. This year was going to be your year. You see what I'm saying? You was about to move up the chain. You was going to be the starter this year, and COVID hits. So now your time to shine was canceled, not because you weren't good enough, just because you didn't have your opportunity to step in position. It ain't because you wasn't good enough to be seen by the same Kentuckys, the same Louisvilles, the same Nebraskas, the same Texas. It's just that your season wasn't able to be played. And so what we're doing is right now we're going to be launching a we're we're working with uh, EYBL, which is the Nike version of the Adidas Gauntlet or um, the um, um, uh, the Under Armour, you know the big series. We're doing a campaign with with Nike that we're going to be launching soon. That we're helping their 2020s. We're putting their resumes together, and we're going to be doing a campaign to help facilitate those kids that had their opportunities missed that we're going to be putting them out in the, in, in the sphere to give them the looks that they, that, 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 that hopefully weren't missed. So the campaign that we're doing is an Indiegogo, is an Indiegogo campaign that is going to help to, to help us to get um, these, you know, cause we got, we, we've got to have our teams to be able to put these things together which is going to help us to sponsor kids to be able to get their profiles set up, to be able to put them out. And it's not just kids in the United States, it's international kids as well. So um, that's what we're doing. Now. 
So what's your, what's your advice to a kid that's going through COVID right now that missed their season? Uh, let's, let's think of some practical things. Um, you had, did you, you, I'm, am I correct on this? You had a regimen when you were growing up, you had a regimen as far as like when you, either when you got up or maybe what your dad made you do or things that you did first, what are some of those regimens now that you keep yourself sharp? And then what advice would you give to a kid who missed their 2020 season? And because Sometimes, I mean, I know how it is. My kid has played Fortnite probably more hours than, I mean, he's got a doctorate in Fortnite right now. Um, but what would you tell them to do right now? See, and so, so here's the dilemma. Some gyms are closed. Some states are closed. It's a blessing that, you know, here in Texas that they're, they're doing a little bit. You know, it's not full scale, but there are some. But in some states, it's not happening. Nebraska, I think there's some happening. I know they've got an event going on next month up there that I'm going to be, our, our company's attending. But um, the dilemma has been that kids aren't used to being outside. They ain't used to being at the gym or the courts with no nets. the courts with no air, the courts in the middle of 90 degree days that is burning hot like we were, where you had to go drink out the faucet. You know, they, 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 they're not used to that. And so they may get out there for one or two games and be done, right? So it's grind time. I, I say put your feet to the fire and go grind and go get it. Do the best you can. Find resources. Look at look at things, because there's a lot of scams out there too. There's a lot of people that are gonna say they're gonna pr- push you, promote you, put you in some book or something that's gonna you know put you out there. Be careful. Just be careful on those things like that as well. But um, but there are some strong resources out there, and and be, just be careful. On, on, on those that say they're going to push you or promote you or have the ear of the king. So if you got to go back, right? So you got to go back to five, fifth grade, Eric. Okay. You've done phenomenal things, man. What advice would now Eric that's sitting with me today that is very wise, has great wisdom, uh, puts himself around phenomenal people, has great relationships, has, has fostered those over time, what advice would you give to fifth grade Eric if you could go back? Um, continue to stay balanced. Uh, don't limit yourselves in anything that you do. Uh, continue to expand your knowledge of, of all aspects of all things that you do and until the time is right to make a decision. Don't, 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 don't. Oh, and also take time off. Um, because you can, you, you, you need time to refresh and to recover. So, so, you know, I, I, I think too, um, the effects of the continuous cycle of nonstop, you do need some time to, to recover and replenish and refresh, um, as well. 
So even though you do have, um, don't limit yourself to one aspect of things, but do make sure um, you allow yourself time um, to spend time with family or to relax your mind and to be free of, you know, just the constructs of, of just, you know, just all this social media and all this, you know, continuous basketball or continuous football or, you know, just the continuations of whatever it is that you're doing or you're, you're bombarded with. Sometimes you just got to get away and, and whatever mode or method that is, you need to do that. I, I, you know, whatever that space is, find that. So Eric, speak to the parents a little bit <clears throat> because there's so many parents that honestly, like a lot of times are living their broken dreams through their parents or through their kids, right? And they're pushing them at a crazy rate. And I see this happen a lot with soccer. I see it happen with basketball. I see it happen with baseball. I see it happen with football where the parents are pushing so hard. They got them in camps all the time. The kids and the kids by the time I've seen kids that are phenomenal athletes and they just stop. Burned out. So speak to the parents in this. Would you, I mean, do you only have your kids in one sport? Like you were, you were talking about the cross training and all the football and baseball and all those things got you ready when you focused it into basketball. Would you do that today? And would that be the advice that you gave to, uh, to a parent? I, I, I was very wise with my kids because I didn't, I allowed my kids to be kids. And even though um, I pushed my, my, my kids wherever they wanted to be, I never pushed them to be. So meaning, meaning my, I, I understood the dynamics that my, my kids, I never wanted them to carry the weight of what they saw or knew their dad to be. And so I allowed them to just be kids. Um, and so one of the things that as my son got older and, and he, you know, I allowed him to stray away from basketball because I knew that was a heavy burden to carry to follow a father that went to the NBA, i.e. Michael Jordan's dad and kids, right? So he he kind of pushed towards football. And, and one thing I did is I said, son, I had a conversation. I said, if you want to do it, I'm here to help you to get to where you want to go. And I took him to the University of Nebraska and I walked him into the weight room. I walked him into the locker room. I walked him to the whole, uh, into the, into the, um, the academic center, into the training center where they eat the food. I showed him the whole gamut of what it's like to be big time. If you want big time, this is what it looks like. Now, if you want it, I can help you get it. He did, and he didn't want to go there. And I said, okay. And I let him be a kid. I never pushed him. He's a, he's a kid just doing, doing school. He's into computers and, and doing his thing. He's 6'6", 260. Wow. He's 6'6", 260, and I never pushed him to be anything but what Zach, Zachary wants to be. Now, my daughter plays volleyball. They won the state tournament, and she doesn't have the size. She would be a libero. She wants to play volleyball, but she's not going to be an outside hitter. She ain't, you know, has she had Zach size, you know, she might, you know, could have played at Texas or something like that, but she didn't get Zach size. So she's going to be a libero, but she wants to play. She's, she's on the computer. She's putting together her videos and all of that. So she's, 
she's striving for that. And daddy will help her in whatever way he can to, you know, help her to get to wherever she wants to get to. I, when she was here, I was, you know, hitting balls with her. We were hitting balls together and, and, and doing all of that. And my other daughter, athletic, she's built, she's, you know, strong. She could play, but she loves to draw. She's artistic. You know what I mean? So I never pressed her into any sport. She just does it if she wants to. And, but she's very artistic, so I don't, I don't push him into it. Yesterday, I uh, when I texted you, I mean, hearing about your children and hearing about, I mean, dude, is there anything you're not good at? Because I mean, we just we talked about football, baseball, basketball. You ran track, you wrestled, um, you did these things. We're talking about parenting, and you're giving us a course on how to be a phenomenal parent. I said yesterday that you're the modern day Bo Jackson. Um, you know, what is Eric not good at? Well, uh, you know, I, I, like, what I do you think, absolutely suck at, Eric? Like, when you I, tried I, I it, you were like, "I'm out." I, 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 I wish I, I wish I was a better parent. I really do, and and I say that to say that I didn't do that right. Um, I, I wish I, I think that's probably the worst thing that I, I have been. Um, I did some good things, um, but I would say that's the thing that I. I, I haven't excelled at, and and I would say I'm I'm doing better at being a husband. I failed at a, I failed at a marriage. Um, I failed at a marriage before. Um, I don't think all because of me, but I learned a lot of lessons, and I think I'm being a better husband to to my wife. I think I'm with the wife I'm I was supposed to be with now. Yeah, yep. I think I learned the lessons from the one that I wasn't supposed to be with. Um, and, and, um, but, um, I would say that, um, I understand why God, um, wanted, um, children to be born, um, by way of marriage, um, because of the difficulties that come with, with children not being, with with the parents or the difficulties that come now i have no problems um i you know my daughter and, and my my daughter and, and her mother um in phoenix we're good you know we have no we we we, we good my daughter and, and my son's mother in dc we good you know and 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 and, and the crazy thing again there's nothing there's there's uh you know i'm i'm free in christ jesus i ain't got nothing to hide but but my my two my two my oldest children's moms, um, they happen the exact same way. It's like God is funny. It is He's so freaking funny to me because they happen the exact same way. Because um, I'm I'm not uh, you know I'm not a I'm, you know bless God I don't have addictive tendencies. But two friends. Just, you know, never dated. We were just, we just knew each other. But out one night, and I'm not a heavy drinker because I could be out one night and get blitzed. And the next night I could be out with my homeboys and be like, I'm good. I'm just drinking water tonight. That's how I am, you know, or that's how I was. I don't don't drink like that no more. You know, I take bottles to the face one night. The next night I'll be drinking Kool-Aid. You know, I'm good. I ain't good. That's how it was. But man, those nights I'm to the face, 
and you looking at each other. Now, mind you, you know, my 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 son's mom, we we had the we had she spent the weekend. She had a boyfriend at the time. She spent the weekend with me. The last never slept in my room. She she was upstairs. She we was friends. She was upstairs. The last night she was there. You know, when you have a friend, you know, you you know, you get to talk and smack. You go, you go out that night, you know, you get to talk and smack. What's up? Then, what's up then? What you what you talking about? And then boom. Man, God dang, that then that's how it happened. And and so we share a child. And and but that's that's how they both happen, four years apart. Wow. And so therefore, you know, that's why I say I would I wish I was a better dad because I couldn't be the kind of dad I wanted to be. Because now when you do have them, you're not with them. And whenever a child is born, there's those animosities initially, initially, those early years of them initial frictions, you know, always happen. And then as they get older, things begin to iron out and they've ironed out as the kids got older, but early on, it was, it was trouble. And so that's why I say I, I would have liked to have been a better dad. Sports, though. Tell me about a sport. Like, is there a sport on this green earth that Eric does not dominate? I mean, are you good at pickleball? Do you know what pickleball is? Yeah. Okay, so I don't see Eric Strickland playing pickleball. I, mean, I, I was good. I played bad, what, badminton. Were you good at badminton? Table tennis. I won a table tennis on a ship one time. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I like. I mean, I play tennis. I like tennis. I play golf. Um, I mean, I, I mean, okay. I just, I, can you bowl? Like, I bowl. Can you? No, but can you bowl? Like, what's your what's your high score in bowling? Uh, I think my highest score was probably two fifty two two. 240. I used to bowl in the league when I was younger. You got a curve? You got a hook? You got your own ball? I can throw it. No, I don't have my own bowl, bowl, but I can throw it. When I come to Dallas and we do this in person, I want to challenge you to a game of bowling. Bet. Okay? Not basketball. Bet. I'm not playing basketball against you. I'm not playing football. I want to yeah. I want to bowl. Now you got to give me a warm up game though, because it's gonna take me a second <laughs> to warm, you know, warm up the wrist. I got to warm up the wrist for the for, for but, but after that first game, I'll, I'll give you a run. Okay, all right, that sounds good. So as we finish up, Eric, couple questions, couple of rapid fire. Who, when you got into the NBA, who surprised you? Like who did you not think of, and then when you played against them, who surprised you? Wow, that's a that, Whoa. Um damn. You know what, Kelly? That's a that that's a boy. Um oh, okay, okay. Um Rod Strickland. Rod Strickland. He was a beast. Really? Yeah, Rod Rod Strickland was a beast. You know, he was mild mannered, just real, you know, didn't really say much, but give you give you work. Really? Who who was the most physical player that you that you played against? It? Um, I would say uh probably um Mitch Richmond. 
How was Charles Barkley to play against? Charles was he was he was he was a competitor. Matter of fact, um, as a rookie, Charles Charles really elevated me um, because um, I was I was really kind of um, just kind of still starting to you know press my way, and Charles caught me in the back after I had a really good game against Houston. And he walked up to me and says, hey, young fella, hey, man, I, I really like your game. You know, keep doing what you're doing. You know, you, you, you can go. And that really, that touched me because we both from Alabama. You know, mm-hmm. Charles went to Auburn. I'm from Auburn. I'm fr- I was born in Auburn. So, so for me as a young player to have Charles say that to me, that, that elevated me to the next level, you know, for that rookie year. And I ended up averaging like 10 points. And if you go and research it, um, that rookie year was was more than a, a lot of cats that got drafted ahead of me in, in that rookie year. Oh, we were watching. All, all of us in Lompoc were watching, man. And we yeah. were asking why Bellevue got all the shine, why Nebraska got all the shine, and why Vandenberg Air Force Base, the Eagles, and the Angels didn't get the shine. That's what yeah. we were saying. So who did you, <laughs> like when you were growing up, who did you pattern your game after? If any. Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Yeah. Okay. Because you wanted to, I mean, you just wanted to D people up. D people up, post people up, and work people out. Yeah. Okay. Who didn't shock you when you got into the NBA? Who underwhelmed you when you, like, you're seeing it, and then you get in and you're like, okay, I got you. Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Uh, yeah, Jason Kidd. Um uh, John Stockton. Really? My wife. I mean, John was good. Don't don't get me don't get me wrong, but you know, uh, you know, you knew he was who John Stockton was, but you know, he didn't like like just blow me away as you know because you know the way I viewed and I, you know me I'm a dog, so I'm like okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What do you what do you say to the uh you know there's uh, the age old uh, talk about who's the best Oh John ever. Starks John, Star- John oh, Starks Yes so John Starks was one that you were underwhelmed with Yeah Yeah So the age old question of who's the greatest In my era and it's our era I don't really think there's any comparison I think that there's no levels I think there's levels You don't even have to say it you already know MJ. Yes. No question. There's not a question. So list the top three reasons why there's not a question. The rings, the, you know, he, the people he canceled cultured. (laughs) 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 No one could beat him. Uh, And uh, just, 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 and the time, the, the, you know, the, the 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 game the way the game was played at that time you know if if mj played in the way the game's played now there's no way no one could stop him there's, you you couldn't do nothing with mj in the way the game's played now in the nba you think you think lebron you think lebron 
and 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 uh, uh, James Harden was that is that the free throw line? Man, please, that man would be at the free throw line thirty times a game. He would average thirty just off the free throw line. <laughs> he, for real, man, he would, <laughs> he would be at the free throw line thirty times. <laughs> the way, for real, that, that's 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 just real talk. He had the free throw line thirty times a game. Who in the NBA right now would give Strickland trouble? To, today, today, right now, like you in your prime, playing in the NBA in today's rules, regulations, the you know, the, the <laughs> might I say, uh, softer version of the NBA. Who gives Eric trouble? Um, I, especially with the way the game is right now, I, I would hate to, I would say Kyrie Irving. Now, if you got to play like you did then, if the rules were like, if you got to go into the NBA and you got to play with your, the rules that you were playing in your prime and those players had to play uh, with those rules, is there anyone who could give I don't Eric? Still matter. I, I, don't, I don't think it still matters with him. He's very still like him. He's still like, to me, like Nick Van Axel. Yes. His pack game's sick. His, 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 he's got pats for days. Um, now, physically being able to press up on a Steph Curry, yeah. But I, I, I don't think I, – I think Kyrie has a different type of uh, way of creating physicality and space than, than, than Steph does. Um, but Kyrie, I think – would 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 give i mean you know physicality wise i don't i don't i wouldn't have a problem with the broad um yeah i i'd match i physicality i don't have a problem with him um you know because i mean i'd handle i i covered anthony mason and anthony mason's every bit as strong as the broad so um so yeah i'd say Kyrie. i'd probably i'd i'd uh, yeah his 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 handle game is sick, so yeah. <laughs> so I've got, I've got a couple of questions for you. My wife asked these, and they're just going to be rapid fire. Uh, she asked me these questions, and they they really changed the way that I looked at my life. This just happened. Uh, COVID just happened. I went to Chicago, and I was there the day after the riots. Um, and I went in, and it was just this surreal. It was almost like Batman. I was in Gotham City, and walking down the street. She, I'm talking to her on the phone. My wife is phenomenal. She asked me these four questions I'm going to ask you. Number one, Eric, what do you want to be? Um, uh, I, I just want to be a man of God that, that loves people. Okay. What are you willing to do? Um, I'm willing to operate in the background. I don't have to be in the forefront. What are you willing to release right now in your life? Um, Ooh, that's damn. Um, I'm willing to release. Um, I'm, I'm willing to release everything that I've done and accomplished to see someone else succeed. Wow. And then I'm willing, I'm willing, I'm, I'm willing to 
relinquish anything that I've accomplished to see another person uh, be elevated uh, at this point in time in my life. Wow. And then finally, what are you willing to receive? Um, I think I'm willing to receive um, the favor and the blessing of the Lord in the land of the living. I want to give you a word. I want to give you a word right now. I don't get a chance to do this all the time, but I want to give you a word. God's been placing on my heart since when you were talking about ePlay Sports. ePlaySports.com. You were talking about the Indiegogo. You were talking about the investors. You were talking about these things. What God wants you to know right now, Eric, is that it's not going to be through the, the traditional. It's not going to be through any type of advertisement. He is going to bring it, and the only way that he'll bring it is through his own devices. And what will happen is, at that point, you will not be able to say... I did this, I did this, I did this. Mm -hmm. He's going to bring it and he's going to do it not through the traditional sense. You're not going to have to advertise about it. And what he was giving me for you is when when Jesus would heal people and he would say, don't tell anyone. And then he would Mm -hmm. leave the city. He wouldn't stay in the city long enough to become Mm -hmm. famous. And what he wants you to know right now is he's going to bless you. But with that blessing, he's not going to allow you to stay in the city long enough for them to see that it was Eric that all they're going to hear is about him. So I just, I, I, I don't know what that, uh, where that sits with you or how that sits with you, but I want you to know that he's got you. He's already got it financed. It's already done. It's, it's shored up and he wants you to walk in it right now as if it's already done. And he wants you to not uh, look at it or try and figure it out. He wants you right now at this point on this, uh, Thursday morning, He wants you to accept and he wants you to walk in the fact that it's already written and already done. And then he wants you to uh, set up your, your, your motion and your action today. And from this point forward, that it's already done. Amen. So I received that in Jesus name. I received that. Yes. I received that. Um, I want to thank you for being on the show. I I started this whole show for my kids, uh, eight and 10 or 8 and 11, Maddox and McKenna. So yeah. Eric, Hall of Famer in every place, including Crestview, got struck out by Rob Cardenas on the Angels. You, 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 just, want to tell, you just want to tell McKenna and Maddox that. You, you want to be able to share <laughs> Maddox and McKenna, this is Uncle Eric. Uncle Eric used to wear a soft curl. So no matter, how, no matter when he rules the world. It's on record. It's on record. We got that soft S, that soft S. But I did this for them. And so what I'd love you to do is look into the camera. I'd love for you to say their names if you can, Maddox and McKenna. And I would yeah. love for you to give them a message from, I believe, one of my, well, one of my childhood heroes. And I think one of the greatest athletes to ever walk this earth and one of the greatest men to be able to walk this earth. Um, can you give them a message from the Hall of Famer, from the man himself, Eric Strickland? Um, um. Maddox and McKenna, I'm I'm truly uh, tearing up right now because um, um, you have a wonderful dad. Um, You have a wonderful family and an uncle, and you're blessed to be able to have a mother and father that love you so much and cherish them, honor them, and know that they love you. And they have the best of you in mind in all that you do. I know at times that it looks like they they're on you and that they won't 
leave you alone and that, that you're on their back, that they're on your back, but know this, that they care for you, they're thinking of you, they're mindful of you, and they're always thinking of what's best, not for your right now, but for your future. Maddox and McKenna, McKenna, your dad and mom, your uncles and your grandfather and grandmother love you dearly. Thank you. Have a blessed day. From Eric. Uncle Eric. Uncle Eric. Yes. Well, hey, I want to thank you so much, man. I want part two. I want it in uh, in person. Um, I love chopping basketball up with you two, my favorite sport. Um you know, and to be able to see the things that you've been able to do and not only the things you've been able to do, but the man that you are. Um, so any message that you want to give to the listeners, uh, right now? No, man, this is, this is, I mean, look, I, I, I probably, y'all have filled my cup. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this opportunity. Just, just really to catch up and, and just, just share. I know it, that time at times go by and, 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 you know, just love someone, y'all. Just, just you know, sometimes just think about it. Sometimes an unction comes on your spirit or in your mind or a thought of someone, a friend, an old friend, uh, you know, an, an old acquaintance, and, 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 and it just passes over. But sometimes just reach out and touch them because you never know what it is dealing with, what it is that they're going through. And it could be just that, t- just that, that reminder. It could be just that one moment in time that they needed to hear from someone. They could be isolated. They could be lonely. They could find themselves in a corner or, or backed up uh, all by themselves without uh, knowing what the next move may be on their behalf. And that one life stream or that one word from you could have saved their life. So um, just know this, that, um, um, this time is troubling. This is a hard time for each and every one of us. And so just take the time just to, just to be thankful, just to be grateful and just to love on someone uh, today, even if you don't uh, 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 may find yourself not knowing what the next, next day is going to bring the next hour is going to be just, just be grateful and love someone in spite of maybe what you'd be going through right now. Well, I want to thank you. I want to thank you all for listening to the Kelly Cardenas podcast. Make sure you subscribe, click the links, do all the things. The shameless promotions here, guys, are going to happen. Uh, ePlay Sports uh, or ePlaySports.com. Uh, I want you to check out the GlobalBrainCenter.com. We also want to check out uh, Cardenas Law Group, a boutique law group that's going to be able to help you with the uh, have the most amazing experience that you've ever had uh, in the law profession. Broomhead and our Compton and Broomhead Dental also as a sponsor, and then Piper Diamonds. Uh, if you want to make your woman as happy as possible outside of being real nice to her, you need to get her some uh, some jewelry from Piper Diamonds. So I want to thank you so much. We appreciate it, Eric. You are off the hot seat. We appreciate you. Here goes the 15 second outro that we'll look at each other uncomfortably for this. Here we go. <laughs>